You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle of Gary Cottle Ministries on today's edition. Ambassadors are part of God's army. Those uh, who are willing to represent His cause, uh, speak His word, and proclaim His name. Do you realize that I am enlisted in the army of the living God? Do you realize that if you're saved by the grace of God today, that you are also enlisted in the army of the living God? And as an ambassador, you are a representative. You are a foot soldier for Jesus. Amen. And I say, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered as God's ambassadors begin to speak the word of God. It can feel a little overwhelming to think about Satan and his armies fighting in this world. Yes, he wants as many souls as he can lead away from God. But today, Pastor Gary will encourage you to remember that God has his armies fighting too. And as a believer in him, you are a part of his army. When you spread the truth of God to others, you share the way to salvation and can save another person from Satan. When you speak the word of God, our enemies are scattered. Now here's Pastor Gary in the book of Matthew chapter 10, As he continues his message, the armies are assembling. Not only do we see the armies of the earth, but we see the armies of hell assembling. We could talk about sin. That's one of the tools of the armies of hell. We could talk about self and how Satan uses your self to his advantage in your life if He could cause you and convince you to live a selfish life and not be sacrificial, amen, and giving like Christ teaches us to be, then hell will win the battle in your life. Uh, We could talk about Satan and all of the fallen angels, commonly known as devils or demons, and, and we do know that we are at war and there is a spiritual warfare going on because the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. And so the armies of hell are assembling. They have always fought God. Uh, Amen. Uh, It started in heaven when Lucifer convinced a third of the angels to follow him instead of God Almighty. And of course, we remember how God kicked him out of heaven, and it's been chaos on the earth ever since. We, uh, We also know that society is one of Satan's tools. To work against us because he is the prince of the power of the air. Uh, Amen. And he's the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. Have you ever noticed the common thread of rebellion amongst those who don't know Christ as their Savior? Have you ever wondered why there are certain problems in certain regions of the world that never die even though generations have passed? It's because spirits don't die. People die but them spirits are very much alive. And the same foul spirit that, that tied your ancestors up in drugs and alcohol that's tying you up today is at work and trying to destroy your life just like it destroyed everybody else's life. But Jesus came to break the chains of addiction. Jesus came to interrupt Satan's plans in your life. And you need to know that you are at war with more than yourself, more than sin and more than society. But you are at war with the one who wants to rob you, steal, kill, and destroy your soul. Can I get Amen. The armies of hell are coming up against you. I don't understand why people want to hold on to their sin, hold on to their selfishness, hold on to what society is selling them when they know 
down inside that is not bringing them happiness. Jesus said in Matthew 10 verse 28, Fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. But rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Many today live without a fear of God. And the armies of hell have convinced you to fear anything but God. And many people today will thrust their fists in the face of God and act like they don't need God. And they might even make the statement, I don't need God. I don't need that Jesus. I don't need that religion. And the devil's convinced you it's nothing but a book of fairy tales that's been proven false and and the devil's been lying to you amen the devil's been deceiving you and you need to realize that the very armies of hell are after your soul and you need to give your heart and life to jesus christ the only one that's found fighting for you and in your in your corner to try to save you the armies of hell are assembling not only that but thirdly and lastly the armies of the living god are also assembling when we talk about armies And we talk about God's armies. There are many armies to reference. We could go, for example, to when God sent the plagues to uh, all of Egypt uh, so that He would convince Pharaoh to let His people go. And when God would send the pestilence, the Bible referred to those pestilence as the armies of God. God can use anything. He can manipulate circumstances. He can manipulate uh, uh, natural disasters. He can do anything He wants to. God has so many ways to, to whoop you. Amen. The armies of God. We think about the angels. Even Christ Himself said that He could call for 12, I believe it was 12 legions of angels to rescue Him from those that sought to crucify Him. But thank God He was willing to give His life uh, and He did not call for help. Uh, He willingly laid down His life. They did not take it from Him. He willingly gave His life because the armies of the living God prevail even through death. Somebody say amen. The angels could have come to His rescue. And you, my friend, have angels watching over you, especially if you're a believer. But I believe that God even posts angels round about those who are lost, uh, giving them every chance to escape death, giving them every chance to turn their life over to the Lord Jesus Christ, giving them every chance uh, to put their hope in Christ before it's eternally too late. We could talk about ambassadors. Ambassadors are part of God's army. Those uh, who are willing to represent His cause, uh, speak His word, and proclaim His name. Do you realize that I am enlisted in the army of the living God? Do you realize that if you're saved by the grace of God today, that you are also enlisted in the army of the living God? Uh, And as an ambassador, you are a representative. You are a foot soldier for Jesus. Amen. And I say, let God arise and let His enemies be scattered as God's ambassador begin to speak the Word of God throughout the earth uh, and shake kingdoms uh, and shake nations uh, and, uh, and watch God turn things around as His Word is proclaimed throughout the earth. I see a great move of God on the horizon. I see where God is going to raise up many in these last days uh, to sound the trumpet, uh, the gospel trumpet. Have you ever thought about this? Uh, when Jesus said at midnight there was a cry made, "Go ye, the bride, behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him." I wonder if that's prophetic, uh, metaphorically speaking, of the intensity in which we are hearing the cry today from churches all across this land and around 
around the world that the bridegroom's coming. Be prepared to meet him. Amen. I believe that the closer we get to the trumpet sounding, the louder we're going to hear God's preachers calling the warning, sounding the alarm, saying, repent, get ready, get ready, get ready. Jesus is soon coming. Amen. And I believe that when the Bible talks about that last trump, it could be that that part of that trump is not only a literal sound from heaven, but it could be the trumpet of God's thunderous voices throughout the earth, making one final cry, repent and turn your heart and life over to Jesus Christ. God taught his preachers to cry loud and spare not and lift up your voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgressions and the house of Jacob their sins. You say, preacher, why do you holler when you preach? Well, I just gave you a Bible verse for it. Amen. I'm sounding the alarm because sometimes we need to be shaken up a little bit. Sometimes we need to be awakened out of our sleep. And it'd be one thing if I didn't have nothing to say, but I have plenty to say. Amen. I've got a lot of content to share with you today and I can't scream it loud enough. I can't exert enough energy. I wish I had a loudspeaker the whole world could hear. So I'm just going to preach to you like you are the world. Amen. But may Jesus' name be exalted throughout the earth and may we sound his name aloud without apology. God spoke to me over a year ago. Get as loud as you can. Raise your voice. So we began to assemble an effort to, uh, to start a radio ministry. And now God's put us on three radio stations and gave, put a generous donor in our ministry that covers the bill every month. We give God the glory for that. But my point is now time not to be quiet, not to be intimidated, not to be shy, and not to be bashful, and not to be apologetic because you're a Christian. Now's the time for God's armies to assemble and arise and say that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will not bend. We will not bow. We will not cave. We will not worship the gods of this world. We will worship Jesus Christ till he comes or calls us home. But God forbid that we cower down to weak society. Amen. And I call them weak because they think they're strong. They think they're mightier than us. But the Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And the Bible admonishes the Christian in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 17. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You say, preacher, that Bible offends me. Good. It's doing its job. Amen. It ought to offend you. That's exactly right. We don't need to apologize for it. We need to start proclaiming claiming it. Quit trying to rewrite it and start rereading it and then say it. I like to say it this way. God help me to preach to man as he is with the Bible as it is. Amen. I don't, I cannot rewrite the love letter God sent to you. All I can do is deliver the mail and pray you open it and read it. Amen. And God help us. May this world be rid of the preachers so-called that rewrite the script and try to make it adaptable so as to make it cushiony and comfortable. But may God help us to have some salty preaching again the kind that calls our sin out and calls us to repentance and causes us to draw closer to the Lord I mean this kind of preaching ought to cause you amen sometimes you ought to leave church so embarrassed that you feel like you should crawl up under a rug and hide amen it ought to put you under so much conviction that you're ashamed or embarrassed to even talk to anybody until you go in your prayer closet and get things right with the Lord amen and if you don't get that from time to time 
I'm, a, I'm sorry for you. And I pray that God, the good Holy Ghost, will begin to work you over because I tell you there's only one perfect uh, in all of existence and His name is Jesus Christ. Uh, and every one of us got something to work on. Amen. Uh, from the preacher to the pew uh, to the street outside, uh, there ain't none of us holy but Jesus. Uh, but I tell you what, I've got a perfect Savior and i got a perfect book. Uh, and if we can all preach a higher than us and reach for it, uh, God, the Holy Ghost will begin to convict uh, and to change. You know what the word conviction means? Uh, it means you'll be found guilty before God uh, and you'll be convinced of your guilt. Amen. Have you ever had the Holy Ghost convince you of something? Amen. Uh, the hammer of the Word of God will prevail over your stubbornness, honey. You can ignore it, you can dodge it, but somewhere along the road, uh, way down the road, you're going to wake up at night and you can't, nothing, you, can't, you can't wash it out of your mind. You can't get it off your mind. You can watch TV. You can try to distract yourself, but the longer you go, the more it eats at you until you finally surrender to Jesus Christ. And I pray for drawing power, amen, that God will begin to shake you loose from the grips of hell, the armies of hell that have got a hold on you, trying to keep you from giving your life to Jesus. Honey, I'm telling you, I'm praying God. God will put such drawing power on you that it'll almost be irresistible. Amen. That you'll come with your chains and all and finally surrender to Jesus Christ. The armies of heaven are also assembling. And there is going to be a great showdown before very long. And you better be ready for that day. And you better make sure that you're fighting in the right army. Because <laughs> there's only one of them going to win. Amen. There's only one army going to win, and that's the army of the Lord Jesus. So you better make sure you're in, in the right army. <laughs> Amen. God's angels, God's ambassadors. <laughs> Whew, you know what David said? He said, thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. David said, I ain't putting up with this junk. Somebody got to stand up for the name of the Lord. Amen. Where's your backbone, Christian? Why are you afraid to whisper Jesus' name in public? Hello. Amen. God set our souls on fire. You know how you know when you're set on fire? You know you're set on fire when your tongue starts talking about Jesus. Because this fire will burn out the dross in your heart. Amen. This fire will set you on fire for God. If you want to know what the sign of being filled with the Spirit of God is, it's that you might speak boldly the gospel no matter what the consequences. You study the lives of the disciples and tell the Holy Ghost and do them with power from on high. They were in hiding. They were running for their lives, most of them. All but John. And that's because he was so close to the heartbeat of Jesus. Amen. That he had the strength that he needed. But I, I've learned that when God fills his church with his spirit, his spirit ain't going to sit quiet. What did the spirit come to do? To convict and to convince the world of their sin and their need of a savior. They, he's come to point people to Jesus. And you can say you're spirit-filled because you read your Bible. You can say you're spirit-filled because you attend church. But if you never share the, your faith with others and the Lord Jesus Christ, then you and I both have got work to do. God, fill me so much that it comes out of my mouth. Amen? That's exactly right. Anybody has got one of them old sinks, you can put a stopper in it and run it, and it's got that little plug right there where it drains that keeps it from overflowing. Amen? 
God don't have that plug. He wants it to overflow. He wants it to come out of you, come gushing. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Amen. Where's your testimony for Jesus? Are you waiting on the preacher to win all your friends and family to the Lord? I, I got news for you. It ain't going to happen. You can bring him to church. I might even go visit him with you if you'll take me with you. But the chances of me meeting everybody in your life and telling them about Jesus are slim to none. But if every one of us get on fire for God and sound the gospel trumpet, amen, we would see God's army rising up and making the difference and being the salt and light we're supposed to be in this world. The armies of the living God are assembling. Are you going to join in the army? Are you going to join in the effort? Are you, have you gotten lazy as a Christian? Have you been apathetic? Amen? Have you been just uh, uh, at ease in Zion? Just uh, putting it in cruise control and uh, just looking for a nice, comfortable existence. Don't ruffle my feathers, preacher. Don't ask me to do too much. Don't ask me to do too little. We got Christians today that choose their level of engagement and comfort and park it right there. Never upsetting the apple cart. Never uh, thinking outside of the box. Never getting outside of their comfort zone. Uh, but God, give us some Christians uh, that'll step out and walk on water if that's what God calls them to do. Amen. Because we're an army of the living God and it's time that we start living living like it. Amen. Amen, church. It's time that we start talking like it. It's time that we start worshiping like it. It's time that we quit worrying about what other people say about us, what other people think about us, what other people might have, they might label us. Uh, by the way, you need to know this as a church, so we can just go ahead and get this off out of the way right now. I have been accused of being, uh, let's see, charismatic, Pentecostal, Church of God, and I don't know how many others. They, uh, they, say, they call me anything but Baptist. They hear the way I preach, they go, you ain't no Baptist. How many of y'all said that about me? Be honest, raise your hand. Amen, y'all too scared, ain't you? Y'all too scared to raise your hand. Many of you have said that about me. It's not that I'm not Baptist. It's just I'm, I'm excited about the doctrines of the Word of God. Amen. I, I get excited about it. Amen. I'm talking about eternal security. I can't lose my salvation if I tried. Did you know that? Oh, that preacher's preaching heresy. No, what's heresy is when you claim that the blood of Jesus don't have enough power to keep you after it washes you. That's heresy. That's heresy. If He saves you, He can keep you. You never could save yourself to start with. What makes you think you can keep yourself saved? Now that you are, study your Bible. The Bible teaches us that positionally once you're saved, you're in Christ and you're sealed by the Holy Spirit of redemption. The Bible says, uh, uh, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have, present tense, everlasting life. Let me ask you something. If you presently have everlasting life, when is it going to end? Never. He didn't say, we're going to wait and see. We're going to put you on a probation period and see, and then we might give you everlasting life down the road. But let's see how you do first. That's false doctrine. And I get excited because I can preach to you that the blood is so powerful that it takes care of everything, past, present, and future, and it motivates you to serve God. Amen. I, I'm not giving you a license to sin. I'm giving you a license by the Word of God to overcome sin through the power of the blood. Somebody say amen this morning. And I get excited about salvation. I get excited about the Holy Spirit of God and His work in the believer. I mean, my 
Lord, God lives on the inside of me. How can somebody so big move into somebody so small and it not show up some kind of way? God help us to rise up and be who he's called us to be. Amen, church. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. We have angels. We are ambassadors. We have the anointed one to fight for us. Uh, I'm going to close with Revelation chapter 19 and verse 11. He said, I saw heaven opened and behold a white horse and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true and in righteousness he doeth judge and make war now this is jesus uh, coming down in the armies of the earth one day uh, during the uh, right at the end of the great tribulation period uh, the antichrist and all his superpowers that he's uh, uh, brought together to try to he knows what's coming Amen. He's going to try his best to blow Jesus out of the sky. He's going to gather up every uh, a piece of weaponry arsenal. Amen. Even even up, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't launch a nuclear warheads at him. You say that's crazy. It sounds crazy, but read your Bible. He's going to come, and Jesus is going to come galloping through the sky, just cool, calm, and collected. Amen. Not got a concern in the world because he's got enough power to speak one word and it's going to eradicate all of his enemies. Amen. Read it. His eyes were as a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. Hallelujah. That's uh, reminding us of the power of the blood shed on our behalf on the cross of Calvary. And the Bible said his name is called the Word of God. Amen. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses. That's me and you. After we've done being raptured out of here, now we're coming back after we spent the marriage supper of the Lamb with the Lord Jesus for seven years on a, amen, a, 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 a prior to the millennial reign of Christ. And we're going to come back on white horses with him. Amen. Uh, and it said that the armies which were in heaven followed him, uh, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. He may have come the first time as a Savior, but he's coming the next time as King of kings and Lord of lords. He's coming as the ruler of the earth. He's coming as the one who is going to rule with the rod of iron. And the Bible said, And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And in my King James Bible, all of that's all caps and adequately so. Somebody say amen right there verse 17 i saw an angel standing in the sun and he cried with a loud voice saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven come and gather yourselves together under the supper of the great god that ye may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and of them that sat sit on them and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war with him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles 
miracles before him with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone and the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse which sword proceeded out of his mouth and all the fowls were filled with their flesh which army are you in today the armies are assembling the armies of the earth the armies of hell and the armies of the living god there's only one going to win that battle so you might as well enlist today amen you need to know that jesus is coming and right now, there's still room at the cross for you. You give your life to Jesus. I wouldn't put it off another moment. Thanks for listening today to Pastor Gary's message on True North. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an edition. If you've enjoyed today's message, please leave us a note in the comments and be sure to share these teachings with others. True North is a part of Gary Cottle Ministries, and you can learn more by visiting our website, garycottle.com. Is there something we could be praying for in your life right now? Let Pastor Gary know by sending an email to contact at garycottle.com. That's contact at Gary, C-A-U-D-I-L-L.com. Would you do something for us too? Would you pray for this ministry of True North? We want to make sure we're following God's plans for us at all times, with courage to step out in faith and humility to allow Him to work. Please pray that we'd stay tethered to the Lord always. Would you also pray for others who will be listening to this broadcast? Pray that God will open ears and hearts to His truth, and that many will come to know Jesus as their personal Savior. Thanks for partnering with us in this way. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for joining us for this edition of True North.